0: How you doing? Hanging in there. Yeah?
1: Yeah. I mean, it was just weird to cover Dwight Howard as a Laker again last night.
0: It's weird that he became like a
1: passer. It's weird that he's like a fan favorite within (laughs) one preseason game.
0: (laughs) Laker fans are the best. (laughs) It took Kobe three quarters to turn them from booing to giving him MVP chance, so... I guess Dwight's still a little behind, but that kind of makes sense.
1: Yeah. I mean, he he was never the player Kobe was. That's Kobe.
0: I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I do not actually think Dwight Howard is better than Kobe. Okay?
1: You think he's far better? (laughs) No. I don't They're know. Not. All I'm saying I can't even I'm joke
0: saying, about these things because I know that I'm going to hear about it like five seconds into
1: my day tomorrow. That's the great thing, is people always know I'm kidding and they never think you are. So like yeah. I can say this. Kobe never knew how to pass like that. I'm just saying, <laughs> like if you would have passed like that, maybe Dwight would have stayed the first time. It was funny, like, as
0: the game was going on, and and today I promise we're gonna get to as much of the stuff as we possibly can here, but we had to start with Dwight Howard's light passing light, ability. Because
1: we are dying.
0: Yeah, that too. But it was funny as the game was kind of going on uh, last night. The the passes were getting like not more and more difficult, but more and more surprising. Like you kind of like everybody throws a nice pass every so often, right? Like yeah. it, even even like the 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 blackest of all the black holes out there are are capable every so often of throwing a pass that makes you go wow. But then you do it like two, three, two, three, four. I think what did Dwight have, like four, five assists yesterday?
1: I think it was six or seven.
0: Yeah. And and so he just like does it at time after time after time after time. And I was like,
1: Whoa, this
0: is incredible. This
1: is so much. Well fun. see, he he saw what happened when there is a prospective free agent superstar big man and he's not there aren't other good passers on the team and like people are being ball hogs. Mm-hmm. So, like, I to, I actually think that this, his season is just going to be one season-long subtweet of Kobe. <laughs> like, this is the most passive-aggressive feud ever. I actually kind of love it. I don't think that's actually what's happening. He's going to wear but a... Can cause... you imagine?
0: He's going to wear a... Uh, what was it? Shazam or Kazam?
1: It was, Shaq was Kazam.
0: Yeah, so he's going to wear a Kazam shirt all the time.
1: Just... And just steal Shaq's valor as well?
0: Mm-hmm. He's going to tweet out, tell me how my ass tastes, all that stuff. It's going to be great. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. I guess we have to actually address uh, everything that has gone on. In the time since you know the last show on this feed that you guys listened to, LeBron has addressed the criticism or tried to address some of the criticisms that he was uh, getting as a result of his comments yesterday. He went with the famed – no, I was taken out of context
1: defense. And can I just, can, can I just for a second? Go for it. Like, The taken out of context thing is the lamest excuse in the book in 99% of cases, and this is one of those. Like, most of the people—you want to know the two things that I saw everyone quote-tweeting, like, uh, as far as LeBron's remarks? They were—it was my thread that had his entire transcript of that media availability in it, which is the definition of not taken out of context. That is the entire context. (laughs) Or— Ben Goliver's video of LeBron saying this stuff. (laughs) In its entirety. You know what I mean? Like, in its entirety. That is not taken out of context. That's the definition of the entire context. Like, I know (laughs) that he is probably upset because he had to issue the clarifying statement because he misphrased what he was actually meaning the first time, which I am, as someone who— misspeak sometimes i'm empathetic to that There are not like millions of dollars and millions of angry people at me mm-hmm. when i misspeak um so i get it like sometimes you don't say things in the most elegant way possible and, but like to then blame like basically in a scrum of reporters be like yeah some people like to take me out of context it's like no dude that was your fault like
0: <laughs> yeah now i think again if we were to read this as nicely towards lebron as we possibly can when he says and again, this is him kind of misspeaking. But when he says he was taken out of context or that he gets taken out of context regularly, I think what he means there, the people that he's calling out are the people who don't like his stances on other political views that he has espoused previously who are now saying, well, wait, you had no problem speaking up before and now all of a sudden you're saying that you want to be more uh, knowledgeable on something. like, and And they're using that as a form of you know, demanding that now all of our athletes have to speak on every at, every example of humanitarian crises throughout the world. So like, I, I, I kind of understand by it's an
1: attempt to muzzle him. I, I yeah. get that part of
0: it. No, yeah. no but, I, I, but when he says he was taken out of context or whatever, also he was asked that directly. Uh, it, by the reporter who asked that question. he the, the reporter literally said, did you feel like you were taken out of context last night? Is that why you clarified via tweet yeah, minutes later? Yeah,
1: that's fair, I guess. That's fair. Yeah. And so, like, I, I think... in fair it, context. It, well, that's the thing, is that, like... Just to put him in full context. <laughs>
0: the the funny thing here is, not funny. None of this has been funny. Actually, it's been taxing. Honestly, this is... Yeah. this. this October started and it was just crap. But anywho, the the what's come out of this is once again we are seeing this this kind of divide on if you are a LeBron stan or if you are somebody who criticizes LeBron at every turn, right? We are we are seeing he he has become or he is polarizing because he hasn't hesitated to to stick out his neck for political topics previously, um, called the president a bum, right? So, like, you have this, the people who didn't like him calling President Trump a bum, angry at him now for not calling the Chinese government a group of bums, right? I'm guessing that's what they wanted out of this situation. And and the reason he isn't doing no,
1: that... No, they just wanted to call LeBron a hypocrite. That's no, they like, did. That's the thing, is like, the people arguing against him, most of it... Is like the most bad faith arguments I, I've ever yeah. listened to or yeah. read in my mentions constantly.
0: Yeah, and and look, it's it doesn't serve anybody, right? Neither neither by the way does because the other defense the defense of LeBron has been well. We're all hypocrites. We are. I am checking Twitter on my. I have my iPhone sitting right next to me. I'm wearing a pair of Nike shorts. Right, like we are all hypocrites. But again, that doesn't really solve anything that just points out the reality of the situation that you know this is what happens when major corporations in America deal in business with authoritarian or totalitarian
1: uh governments across the world like that's how this I, goes. I also think that the fuller context of his original remarks was also the fact that like you know and he alluded to this today like if you weren't in China you can't understand Mm -hmm. Which, like, while dismissive is also accurate, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, And... Like, they were out there, and a lot of them had brought their families with for a trip that they all thought was going to be, like, you know, Mm -hmm. kind of fun, relaxation. And I'm not saying, like, you know, that their relaxation should trump standing up for human rights or something like that. I'm not. I'm just saying it was a situation that they were not expecting to have to deal with, that all of a sudden they were thrust into through no actions of their own. And, like, I I think that that, like, I I think that's part of the context here, for sure. No. And it, like, it, I think that he was like, the other thing is everyone asking him to like destroy China or go at them is also missing the larger context of like, yes, would that be like, could LeBron financially survive like being cut off from China? Like for sure. It, him and yes. his family, it, like the next like 17 generations of his family would would be fine. Like mm-hmm. he's accrued enough wealth that he would be okay. But like, what that misses is like all of these calculations about the NBA's cap and how that would be affected by China kind of severing ties with them, potentially affecting it by as much as 25 percent this year. There were people estimating like capologists with teams, according to multiple mm-hmm. Um, that is not just hurting LeBron's bottom line. That's hurting the bottom line of everyone else in the league, players, executives, team employees, all that stuff. And like he has to weigh those consequences of those words when he speaks out as well. And again, I'm not saying that I agree with like necessarily the stance that he took, but like I, I think that it's a stance that a lot of us would have taken with that much responsibility on our shoulders. And again, I'm not saying he shouldn't have stood up for those people, but it's just that you know he also has other people this could affect and their effects to everything that you do
0: right it, the 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 old line uh from jay-z right was i'm not just a businessman i'm a businessman right and that applies to all a lot of these athletes superstars, celebrities eventually you become a corporate entity onto yourself and one of the things you and i talked about previously on the subject was that of course the nba is going to protect its its bottom line of course it's going to right that's yeah. what corporations do and in this case lebron because of the stature that he has in this biz- in the business world is protecting his bottom line now is does that make him hypocritical does that make him a a hypocrite yeah i would say it does but is he any more hypocritical than hypocritical than anybody else no i don't think it does and and now the my counter to all of that would be Maybe we should start holding some of these corporations to uh, a bit of a higher standard, but until we do, like making LeBron the random precedent here, when by the way he didn't have, like he didn't start any of this, like he he had nothing to do with this. He was just like Mm -hmm. getting ready to go to China, and then he sees Daryl Morey fire off that tweet, right? So like this is this is something. If it was something that LeBron considered himself knowledgeable on that he had done enough background uh, research on to be able to speak publicly uh, and sound a little bit more informed than he has. Right. And this was something that he was willing to, to make a stand on personally and be the impetus for that stand personally, then we would be talking about something a little different than what this is. And, and I, I feel like that bit of explanation there as to the entire situation like that hasn't been pointed out enough by his, by his detractors here. And, and that doesn't make criticisms of him any less valid. It just it, it, It's not so much an excuse. It's an explanation as to how this stuff has gone down. And I think sometimes we kind of blur the lines between excuse making and explanation in ways that hurt the overall discussion of the stuff that's going on in that, in that given situation.
1: Yeah, and, like, just because someone – and, like, again, I don't want to come off as I'm, like, completely defending everything LeBron's done here. But just to play devil's advocate, just because someone says that they're more than an athlete, like, doesn't mean that they always have to be. And, like, one of the things that he said that, like, yeah, I mean, I think it's probably a little hypocritical given his past stances was today when he was saying, like, I I don't want to talk about this because that would be doing a disservice to my teammates. Like, that's a little tone deaf when we're talking about the politics of, like, a country that is doing some of – Things that China has been accused of doing and like the like the just the human atrocities on that level. Like on one hand, but on the other hand, this is as good of an argument as any for you can root for the Lakers, you can root for whoever your favorite sports teams are, you can like your favorite products and corporations, but you should not be looking to these people or corporate entities as your moral compass. You have yeah. to be your moral compass Absolutely. and do what you feel is right. You can't sit here and be like and just like sit back and be like, oh well LeBron did this, so he's a bad person and like not do it. Like, like you You have to go out and kind of live your most ethical life because when it comes down to it, like, yes, you said that this is a little bit of a trite criticism, but it's also kind of a valid one unless you're living in the like in the forest on self-sustaining land like no one is living entirely ethically or without the influence of corporations doing stuff like this and doing business with countries like that. So I, I just think, again, like. As much as it's nice, like I think that it's this does not negate all of the good things that LeBron has done for his community that he's done for the country and for like people as a whole. But like you can't it's nice when people step up and make a stand and do things for causes that they believe in. But you can't count on them to do it for everything because that's not necessarily a reasonable ask for anyone, especially not a celebrity and someone that is not an elected official that's supposed to do something about this stuff. Right. Yeah. and, And look. I,
0: I agree with what you're saying there, that it doesn't change what he's done with the various platforms that he's that he's maintained out here in the States. That like that is work that he has legitimately helped hundreds or whatever number of people, thousands even of people, uh just by carrying himself the way that he, he has carried himself to this point. I don't necessarily agree or I I, I do kind of feel like this does put him in a slightly different light, like for sure. There, there was that, there was that report where he was basically asking that, or, or according to Dave McMenamin, that was you know kind of a jumbled report. It was, it was hard to dis, you he know was decipher. On TV, so, yeah, yeah, it was hard to decipher. Like if he actually had that kind of a concrete report, he would have written it by now, right? But a version of of the reporter, a version of his analysis there was that players, LeBron James, most vocal among them. We're calling for Maury to be punished for what he said, right? And that right there, like that, isn't the best look. If if anybody was asking that, if you're yeah, if and you're even asking,
1: if it was just from the sense of like, kind of the like what they what he was saying was like it was the context of oh well, a player would have been punished for this. Like that's not necessarily the right way to go about things. I also, like, I also don't really know if it's true. Me. I don't think it's necessarily true, and I I also don't think that not everything has to be an us versus them mentality either. Yeah, and and so like
0: there are aspects of this that I have walked away from this, and I'm going to think of LeBron slightly different with, and and
1: you know that's that's absolutely fair, and you should think of everyone slightly different. Like if people do something good, that's great, but like you don't need to count on you can't count on anyone to do the right thing in every situation because no one does. Yep, and like this, all this does is yeah all this does is knock him down like a little bit uh, like off of like the pedestal that I think a lot of people had him on, which is fine, like no yeah. we shouldn't be putting other human beings up on a pedestal. no one is perfect, like and he's most certainly not was not here, yeah, and I would imagine most of us aren't yeah it's
0: uh i he said uh at practice today that he was going to stop talking about this uh we'll see what the response is going to be to his now third time speaking on this if you include the tweets that he sent after his scrum so we'll see what the response is going to be to this but i'm i'm look again not to sound crass not to sound callous here uh but we are paid to analyze lakers basketball and while i do believe that uh, the atrocities that China commits against Hong Kong, and while I believe that that entire situation—not just Hong Kong,
1: like it's more—it's yeah. more so like throughout the country, like the concentration camps for yeah. the Muslim minorities, things like that. Like you, you know, like it—it's it, bad, right? I, I don't have anything else I can say other than it's bad.
0: It is, um, and so like I don't—I don't mean to sound callous when I say this, but like at some point we do have to kind of segue back into analyzing the Lakers at some point i don't know if we'll ever fully put this like this is the kind of story that is is frankly probably going to hang over the season uh for quite some time and so like if it comes up again then we'll we'll try to analyze the newest developments and the newest information or whatever but what we're going to do now is we're going to take a quick second uh gather our thoughts and come back and and come back to talking a little bit more about what we are more comfortable talking about quite quite frankly I just want to know why I was made the the beat reporter on this for Silver Screen and Roll. That's all okay. I want to know.
1: That's not really fair because the first probably like 17 updates I wrote and went way over my post count. And so it just so happened that you were available on <laughs> any of the following updates. But like, I, dude, I, I don't want to hear it. I was up at like 3 a.m. <laughs> writing some of these. Like, I, I have no sympathy. I'm sorry. <laughs>
0: I want sympathy. That's all I demand. At least get Maybe,
1: like you, oh, I'm Anthony and I get paid to write about sports. <laughs> Sometimes I get to talk on my podcast.
0: Deadspin, do you hear this? Do you hear this? Um, all right. So let's <laughs> let's talk about <laughs> let's talk about basketball here. We started by talking about Dwight Howard's passing ability, but I think what we really should focus on here, the biggest news, frankly, of the season thus far. Uh, That if we take out of the equation here, the geopolitics of going to China,
1: but the the, basketball related news, yes, the
0: biggest basketball related news that we have had since this offseason is that Anthony Davis's hand uh, actually didn't fall off the way that some were reporting that it did at the time of his uh, stubbing his thumb.
1: No, yeah, NBA Twitter told me that he was going to be out for at least seven years um, (laughs) based on that injury. (laughs)
0: <laughs> is is davis ever going to get into the contract in the nba again
1: yeah it was like i mean i get it like he he is a little like he is a little fragile at times it does appear or he at least like you and i have talked about this extensively i know you especially you have talked about it a lot like mm-hmm. he does li- fall down and leave the floor a lot like that's him even if he played i think like 74 games like each of the last two seasons prior to last Before year last he got game. a lot of tank related injury or uh, yeah tank related rest mm-hmm. um and trade demand related rest like he's he stays on the floor and like plays in games and stuff but this is something like lakers fans do need to get used to this is not me saying the lakers are doomed anthony davis is on their team he's going to get hurt for a significant amount of time i'm just saying be ready for injury updates on anthony davis be ready ready for
0: anthony davis is going back to the locker room holding his hamstring or holding his yeah. back.
1: So like, you know, that doesn't mean Anthony Davis is injury prone like because obviously if he's coming back and playing through it, then he's not like yeah. by definition injured. not that injured. Uh-huh. Um, you know, it's a, it's the old hurt or injured debate. Uh-huh. Uh and most of the time he's hurt. Um, <laughs> but like yeah, so like I I'm just just get used to this because we're going to have like especially it's the Lakers like they're gonna be takes flying in every single which direction about every single thing that happens this year, especially now that they're good again. And like I'm just saying, uh, the China stuff aside, don't exhaust yourself this early on in the year by arguing online about something like, uh, especially Davis' finger sprain. Like you know, and don't like like when people are writing based on like a web MD headline that Davis could be out four months. Like I'm sorry, like anyone could be out any length of time. That doesn't mean that they will be.
0: Yeah, aren't we? We're all day to day. You think about it. Every single one of us, we could, I could finish this podcast right now, and my fan could strike me upside the head, and I could never podcast ever again.
1: Am and I Reddit will be that thrilled. That happens.
0: Uh, oh, man, do I do I have to. Podcast? I do have to outline who gets the podcast. I guess that's more David's call. But
1: yeah, actually, that's true. It's probably not your call.
0: Yeah, makes me a little nervous that that you've spent time thinking about this though.
1: I actually think about it a lot. <laughs> <laughs> uh
0: the other bit of injury news here was uh Kyle Kuzma is is considered day-to-day as well. Um nothing necessarily out of the ordinary here like just based on the way the Lakers handle things, but
1: these are these are the differences in what day-to-day can mean with this team. Like where right. Davis is saying, this is a reason I, I did this, Wednesday. this way. Whereas yeah. Frank Vogel, I, I, I'd i have to pull up his exact quote of what he said at practice today. But it basically— the, I the think long he story said that LeBron
0: was, told him Kuzma's day-to-day.
1: <laughs> I think <laughs> the long story short was he does not seem to expect Kyle Kuzma back in the lineup anytime soon. Yeah, yeah. So day-to-day, though. Yeah, but he's day-to-day. Theoretically, you know, Kyle Kuzma could be back any day. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, the other, he magically cleared every single test threshold that they have, like within a day, you know, why give a timeline? We might also
0: be, we might also be introduced to a, uh, LeBron or a, a Rajon Rondo substitute. Quinn Cook is making his way back to the court. That's kind of exciting.
1: I love that you're still getting your hopes up that there's someone that is going to take these rotation minutes from Rondo. (laughs) You're like, you're like, oh, well, none of the other guys work, but Quinn Cook. He's yeah. gonna be back, you know. Did you
0: see? No, the yesterday it was it was Zach Norvell Jr. It was gonna take Rondo minutes because he scored twenty two oh, points okay. in a game that in a preseason game that nobody like important was playing it.
1: Yeah, and like David Stockton dished seven assists, and you are like, well, maybe he's gonna do it, and then he no. got the next day.
0: Never thought it was gonna be David Stockton. Yeah. He's like well, 5'2".
1: two. He is really tiny.
0: <laughs> he's
1: kind like, he's, he's of amazing. Small. He has reached the level of basketball that he has reached.
0: Well, it helps that he's David Stockton's son of John Stockton.
1: Yes, yeah. Just for anyone who didn't know that, I guess. Huh? Just no, for no, anyone,
0: no. I I just I love I love that every time he does something good, it's hey, did you know that's John Stockton's son? Did you see? Did you know he's like he just doesn't wear the shorts the same way? But that's John Stockton's son. And then something bad happens, it's like oh, it's just David Stockton, career uh, G, G League player.
1: Yeah, it's uh, that's David. Let me just check my name sheet. Stockton, <laughs> I believe it is. Like the town in, uh, pronounced like the town in California. Pronounced like Stockton,
0: California, yeah. The, yeah. the cow where, town. Where
1: he actually played last year, which I did not realize that David Stockton was a member of the Stockton Kings.
0: Yeah, there were, there were a few Stockton stands, um, actually, when, when he came so to he the had
1: Stockton. He had Stockton on the front and the back of his jersey. How do you, you could think... even say that he's really team first or really ego driven, just based <laughs> right. on your read of that. Um, but what did you think of the
0: the Quinn Cook thing? Do you think that this could actually matter? Because the like the Lakers have a bunch of mediocre to bad guards on their team, so like it's just going to be who was going to be the closest to mediocre or the closest to good. Does it, it could that at any point be Quinn Cook?
1: Yeah, I mean maybe it's like they're kind of <laughs> they're just, they're kind of shopping at the dollar store like right now and yeah. it's just like whatever aisle happens to have what they need that day that's probably going to be the one that they go to but like there's no guarantees that they're constantly going to find things there
0: yeah you know i'm i'm excited so the reason i'm most excited um like frank vogel I well, no. Unlike Frank Vogel, I think the Lakers' shooting is a problem right now. Uh, according to Frank, things are great. Things are fantastic. Well, They're so making as everything. Aside,
1: as an aside, as someone who transcribes every single Frank Vogel media availability and talks to him a lot at this point, mm-hmm. um, and listens to him talk a lot at this point, Frank Vogel is a very positive guy. So maybe
0: the most positive person in the his- history of optimism.
1: Yes. Frank Vogel is, like, you know, we all did, like, the Rob Palenka impression of, like, him being Chris Traeger from Parks and Rec. But that's, like, yeah. actually Frank Vogel. Yeah. At least the way that he presents everything to the media. Like, I'm convinced that you could be, like, like season-ending injury for, I don't even want to jinx it, ex-player. No. And he's, yeah. like, oh, well, you know, that means more minutes for so-and-so. And we're just going to band together as a team and bond more around this.
0: That guy gets to rest up.
1: Yeah. He gets that- to get healthy for next year. <laughs>
0: Uh but he so he went on the he went on the record and said that uh the Lakers are shooting fine. I think they right now rank twenty fifth or twenty-eighth on uh in terms of three point shooting I know it's twenty-eight in in terms of free uh three point shooting, twenty-fifth in terms of field goal percentage, also twenty-fifth in terms of free throw percentage. So if nothing else, maybe Quinn Cook can help in threes? that regard. Huh? Where were they in threes?
1: Twenty-eighth. Oh, okay, yeah.
0: Yeah. Now there have been it isn't the usual what is it thirty teams or thirty two teams that uh, there's normally thirty teams thirty teams so uh, but eight additional teams are being counted into this there's a, the the few CBA teams and there was I think a G League team that participated in the game or something like that yeah uh, so so the Lakers are twenty eighth out of thirty eight uh, in this respect so it's maybe a little bit better than twenty eight out of thirty but thanks Frank. Yeah, <laughs> but other than that, it's great. And and look, uh, say what you will about some of the deficiencies in Quinn Cook's game. He's he's not really a creator, um, not exactly a stalwart defensively, but he can shoot the ball. And the Lakers right yeah. now, the the Lakers right now find themselves on a nightly basis once again uh, mashing their head up against math. And in this respect. Quinn Cook can maybe help that, like that specifically. Just start to even out the math a little bit in terms of offensive
1: production. That is really the argument for him in the starting lineup. And I believe you made this in a piece last week about just like how many kind of like as good as LeBron and Anthony Davis are, you would not consider them shooters who space no. the floor. And then you have JaVale McGee, who, while he made a three last <laughs> night, is I would not consider him a shooter yet. I don't how think how many people do you think
0: that? put money on JaVale McGee making a three pointer this preseason before Anthony Davis?
1: Probably not. Maybe JaVale McGee <laughs> <and> that's it.
0: <laughs> and his mom. JaVale yeah. McGee and his mom.
1: Yeah, and so, like, you have those three, and that's already, like, three... Not I know LeBron's, like, an improved three-point shooter. I know Davis, like, kind of will shoot them sometimes, but they're not guys that you're going to have go space the floor. So then yeah. that's three guys that you're trying to get going to the basket, which is where they're best. So that makes sense. That's smart usage. But then if you have, like, Rajon Rondo and Danny Green out there, then all of a sudden you have one shooter in the lineup, like one traditional shooter, and that's not yeah. enough spacing in the 2019 NBA. Whereas if you have... Quinn Cook. And I know that's putting more of a ball handling burden on LeBron, but at least that's two shooters facing the floor while you have two guys diving to the basket and LeBron kind of controlling the action and picking out who is going to have the best shots with a supercomputer brain that can analyze everything other than the China situation uh, in real time. (laughs) And like, you know, like that's a pretty dangerous offense. Yeah, I
0: think. I, I honestly think that the, the Lakers' best offensive lineup is probably going to be like Quinn Cook, Danny Green, Kuzma, LeBron, and Anthony Davis.
1: Yeah, that's. I think that would honestly be a pretty solid offensive lineup. Yeah.
0: Uh, and now, probably
1: one of their better ones.
0: I don't know whether or not they can get the necessary stops to make it worthwhile to have those guys out there at the, on the court um, as often as as, say, the offense would demand. But— if you just, if you need buckets or whatever, then, then I think that's the group you go with. And, and this is why, you know, Quinn Cook and even Troy Daniels has gotten some kind of turned some heads. And hell, Zach Norvell Jr. turned some heads just because the Lakers are desperate for anybody from that, from that point guard spot to find somebody who can willingly knock down and willingly and consistently knock down three pointers.
1: Yeah. Um, it's I'm not
0: going like- to be Norvell. Just, just yeah
1: i mean norvell like norvell's last night was great um but mm-hmm. he's still shooting i think 33 percent on threes during the preseason Better like, than Kuzma. let's let's let <laughs> let's let him make threes in a game okay did we not yeah. learn from svi last year like i'm sorry <laughs> but let's like, like
0: how dare you how dare you way too soon dude my dude just died <laughs> He did like, not
1: die. He's in Detroit. Season. He's in Detroit.
0: That's not oh, the same thing. Not yeah. Not the same. Oh, okay. Okay. Never mind.
1: Yeah.
0: Well, congratulations on still being alive, fee. That's good. <laughs> RISV. Um. No, I. Yeah, that's that's I. I I always enjoy watching Lakers Twitter get carried away with a player that they have no expectations for whatsoever. Like Dwight uh, last night. why last night exactly that's one of my favorite things to watch as it takes place just because it's like it's just fun like as it happens it's just fun i enjoy that aspect of it but like as soon as people start saying like hey maybe you could actually get like minutes yeah i'm like come on guys
1: Like, the Norvell stuff was just mostly fun. I don't think any—I didn't really see anyone taking it too far. Um, But, like, there were people tweeting at me last night that, like, the Lakers, maybe now they can run, like, some offense through Dwight in the post. So that removes, like, a need for a traditional playmaker. And I'm like, okay, guys, let's—do you see who they're playing tonight? Let's let him make some passes against an NBA defense. Yeah. Like, didn't Marquise Chris—I missed the whole first half—Marquise Chris started last night, right?
0: I believe so. And, yeah,
1: and let's let Dwight play against NBA players before.
0: The, the situation in terms of centers is so dire out there with Golden State that like there is legitimate talk that he has to be kept on the roster beyond training camp, beyond preseason. It's not pretty. It's not pretty.
1: Shocks the Suns fans who hype that guy up. Speaking of knowing how to boost up a young prospect. I mean, it's,
0: he has zero IQ. Like it, it's yeah. basketball IQ. I don't know about his actual intelligence, but his basketball IQ is just non-existent. But I guess he like has had. Yeah, he's four like the assists. least
1: warriorsy player ever, in that he has like no feel.
0: Him and Willie Colley Stein are just like, what are we doing here? Yeah, what's going on? All right, I think we got to get out of here before we get yes. ourselves in any trouble. Yeah, uh, we'll see how this thing goes. Like I well, said, if we
1: did that, it would have been you know, earlier in the podcast. I think like we're
0: good. Before we even started recording. Yeah. Before we even considered making a podcast. Yeah. Um, no. So what, what we're probably going to do is, is if we get any developments, I think now that LeBron has like literally explicitly said, I'm not talking about this anymore. Maybe some of this stuff is going to slow down. But if, if we do get further development on this, I, you can guarantee that Harrison's going to make me write about it. So look for that on Silver Screen.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I made Christian write about it last night. You're being a baby.
0: No, he was even Christian was like, "Hey, uh, you don't happen to have an extra post in you, do you? Or or like, you don't have a post left, do you?"
1: I think he was just. I think he was just checking.
0: Yeah, I know. Yeah, why? Why do you think he was checking, Harrison? Because
1: he didn't want to do it. But was literally
0: my beat. Because he said, "Literally, it's my beat." You gave me this beat. You passed, You wrote like three articles. You've been
1: trumpeting. You're real proud of yourself that you've been doing it. You just don't want to do it.
0: No, I (laughs) yes. What I what I really looked for with a child screaming in the background all the time, like literally all the time, she is screaming at me. Uh, what I needed to do was have more people scream at me for my geopolitical takes regarding That's the I mean. NBA. No
1: one, like no one, is more qualified to deal with this right now than you. It's
0: because I'm more used to being screamed at.
1: Like yeah, well, because you have like you have Avery <laughs> screaming at you, and then you told me that Jen's constantly being shrill and like yelling at you, and so. <laughs>
0: She doesn't listen to my stuff, so you're not gonna get me in trouble there.
1: Okay, yeah, I, I figured I'd do my best.
0: <laughs> <laughs> all right uh, that'll do it for this episode of this week's episode of the Lake Show. Thank you guys listening for listening to this. If you guys have any questions or comments, leave them on iTunes uh, so that Harrison can read through those and uh, continue to check out all of our shows across uh, this entire feed. We have great stuff going on, on on a daily basis Monday through Friday, so continue to check out that stuff from our other great hosts. Uh, Have a great rest of your day, your week, and then we'll talk to you uh, next Monday, Tuesday, whenever.